Glory. <laughs> I'm getting happy already. I haven't started preaching yet. <laughs> Amen. How many of you listen to the radio broadcast today? Let me see your hands. Praise God. Amen. It's getting out there. The word is going forth. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Proverbs chapter 12. Proverbs chapter 12. And we're going to get there. But before we get there, I want to set this up for you. Hallelujah. There may be some in this service this morning that you've been having a terrible time in life. It seems like nothing in your life goes right. Everything seems to fail. Amen. And I'm not going to ask for a raise of hands this morning. Amen. But you know who you are, whoever you are. And your answer, your solution might be found in this very message. Amen. Amen. So listen up this morning and hear what the Spirit of God has to say. Amen. Today I want to talk about the importance of the words that we speak and the power of the words that have been spoken over us by other people. I want to talk about the power of your words. The power of your words. Now, unfortunately, the world, Satanists, and people who are in witchcraft took hold of this thing. And they perverted it. It's a truth that's found in the word of God. And they've taken it and they twisted it. Now what do I mean by that? I'm talking about this. Did you know when someone, in, who, Satanist, witchcraft, and, and stuff like that, when they cast a spell and do all this other junk, it's through words. It's through words. Now, what's the importance about that? Is that this is a universal law. Just like the law of gravity, it works for the unsaved and saved alike. Amen? It's a universal law. It's a principle on this earth. And it works for the saved and unsaved. And I'm going to get more into that. See, it's like faith. Faith is a spiritual law. Faith can work in the positive or it can work in the negative. What's the negative side of faith? Fear. Fear is faith contaminated. Amen? So just like that is a principle on this earth, a spiritual law, there's power in your words that you speak. Amen? And it can work in the positive and in the negative. You know, in the Old Testament, we see uh, examples of where the father would take the firstborn son, lay his hand on them, and speak words of blessing. And there was... It was a blessing that was transferred to them from the father. Uh, an example of this is Isaac when he blessed Jacob, right? Well, you know the story. You can get into it. It was supposed to be Esau, and then all this stuff happened. My point is this, that blessings were spoken over by, by words. The blessing was transferred by words, right? And it was powerful. And the, those children who were spoke, blessings were spoke over them, they did wonderful things for God. Amen? That's why baby dedication is very important. We're speaking words, words of blessing over that child, right? But anyways, the world and, and all of these pagan religions have taken hold of this truth. But they twisted it, of course, and they're using it in the negative with these spells, curses, and all of that. But we as Christians need to tap into this. And we need to understand that there's power in our words this morning. Amen? Amen? 
And uh, so parents, listen to me. The words that you speak to your children will shape their future. The words that you speak to your children will shape their future. Because you are the spiritual authority over them as a parent. I can't tell you how many people Elizabeth and I have counseled and ministered to who all of their life, their parents told them, you're stupid. You're not going to mount anything on this earth. You can't do anything right. Those people are a mess until they deal with those issues. And do you know, do you know what we call that? Word curses. Parents, when you do that, you're speaking word curses over your children. And you're no better than what the Satanists and people in witchcraft are doing. Amen. No better. What is coming out of your mouth? What is coming out of your mouth? Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. This might be the very thing, the very message that you need to hear that's going to turn your whole life around. So you probably want to get a free copy of the CD in the back, by the way. I'll put a little plug in for that. <laughs> or you can listen to it online at revivalchristian.org. Amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs 12, verse 18. The first point I want to point out here about words is that words can wound or words can heal. Look at this. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword. But the tongue of the wise is health. Do you see that? Words can wound and words can heal. In fact, in, like with the healing service last night, when you minister healing to someone, you're speaking words over them, right? Words, you're speaking the word of God to them. Words can heal or words can wound. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, those people who, who have been told that they're stupid, they're not going to amount to anything in life, they've been hindered. There's a hindrance there. Because when the parent speaks those negative words over their children as their spiritual authority, you are loosing the power of the devil on your child. You are loosing the power of the devil on your child. And those, like I said, are called word curses. And, uh, and those have to be broken. Those have to be broken. That's why if you're a foster parent, if you are closely connected with a child who comes from a broken home, you can speak into that child's life. Speak blessing into their life. Build them up. Because words can wound or words can heal. Amen? Husbands and wives. Be careful what you're speaking to each other. Kenneth Hagin told a story. And this book right here, it's a mini book by Kenneth E. Hagin. I think I'm going to buy some for the church. It's called Words. Powerful book. Get it if you're able. Or when we get them, we can give, give one to you. Um, he told a story about one of his pastor friends who had heart problems. Very bad heart problems. And his wife treated him poorly and would constantly say to him, you're going to die. You're not going to make it. The wife would constantly drill that into his head. You're going to die. You're not going to make it. 
She would constantly cut him down. Constantly cut him down. And one day, Kenneth Hagin was over at their house. He was in the kitchen with her. And he spoke up. The Holy Spirit quickened him. And Kenneth Hagin said this. He said, if you don't stop speaking to your husband like that, he will be dead in two years. The Holy Ghost quickened him to say that. That wasn't Kenneth Hagin's word. The Holy Spirit quickened him to warn that wife. So, time went on. She didn't stop. She kept saying, you're going to die. Kept cutting her husband down. And sure enough, almost to the day, two years, her husband was laying in a casket in a funeral home. Words can wound or words can heal. Go to Proverbs 18, 21. And you know, well, I'll, I'll tell you after I read this here. Proverbs 18, 21. It says, here's the principle right here. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Notice, death and life are in the, underline it, power of the tongue your words have power behind them now that woman that wife she ended up backsliding and getting angry at god for the death of her husband can you believe that god warned her god warned her you better stop talking to your husband like that why because she was loosening the power of the devil on him amen she was tearing him down she ended up backsliding, got angry at God for the death of her husband. God warned her, but she didn't listen. And today, this might be a warning for someone here in this service, someone listening on the radio, someone listening on the website right now. God's telling you, stop with the negativity. Stop with those word curses coming forth. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, some, some people here, I know by the Holy Ghost that the Holy Ghost has been dealing with you about this topic, and it's time to obey. Time to obey the Holy Spirit because there's power. You're either in your words, you're either losing the power of God or the power of the devil. No bla it's black and white. It, there's no in-between. Amen? There's no in-between. Now, to lay a proper foundation upon, on this subject... You must know that this, this fact, you've got to know, that words are a spiritual force. Words are a spiritual force. What do I mean? Well, God created the earth and the universe. How? By words. It said, and God said, let there be light. And God said, words were spoken. Now, we as humans are made in the image and likeness of God. Are we not? You, the real you, is a spirit. You're a spiritual being. And you're going to live for forever. Your spirit is, either in heaven or hell, depending if you made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. So the real you is a spirit. You live in a body, and you have a soul, mind, will, and emotions. And uh, so when your spirit leaves your body, of course, that's what's going to you know, live on, and your body's going to die. So this is my point. The words that we speak originate of course in our spirit or in our heart see the word spirit and heart 
are used interchangeably in the Bible. Wherever you say you see heart in the Bible, it's talking about your spirit, the real you. So the words that you speak originate in your spirit. Words are a spiritual force. Amen? You understand that? Turn with me to Matthew chapter 12. Hallelujah. Matthew 12. Uh, go to verse 34. Amen. The real use of spirit. What is coming out of your mouth? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 12, 34 through 35. Listen to this. This is Jesus talking. He's talking to, uh, to the Pharisees. O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Words reveal what's in the heart of a person. Words reveal what's in the heart of the person. Now, so whatever is abundant in the heart or in the spirit of a person, it will spill out of their mouth. You want to know what's in the heart of someone? Just shut up and listen to them talk for a minute. You'll know what's on their heart. I can tell, I can talk to someone for two to, three, two to five minutes and find out if they're on fire for the Lord or not. Why? Because the abundant of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you're hearing someone sling off four-letter words all the time, talking about this and that, telling dirty jokes, the abundance of the heart, <laughs> the mouth speaks, right? That's why the Bible says, fill yourself with the word. Plant the word deep in your heart. Why? Because it'll, be, it'll overflow so much, it's going to spill out of your mouth gate. Amen. Hallelujah. So you can tell if someone's full of faith or unbelief by the words that come out of their mouth. Hallelujah. So if our words are a spiritual force, that means we are either, as I said, loosing the power of God or the power of Satan in our life or in the lives of others. Because in the spirit realm, there's only two kingdoms, no in between. Power of God and the power of Satan. That's what's in the spiritual realm. Amen. Yeah, there's no purgatory. There's no in-between. Amen. It's unscriptural. Amen. Hallelujah. So, think of your words as containers. They either contain the power of God or the power of Satan. That's it. They're containers. Why do you think the devil tries so hard to get you to speak negative words? Why would the devil try so hard to fill your mind and, and, and with negativity? Because he knows that the power that is released when those words come out of your mouth. Do you understand me this morning? He knows that if he can attack your mind so much, and then it goes from your mind, spills down into your heart, oh, it fills up in your heart, now it's coming out of your mouth, and his power can be released in your life. Well, I'm hoping I'm giving you a good mental picture this morning of what's happening in the spirit realm. Amen? That's why he tries so hard. He wants it to come out of your mouth gate. 
Amen. The, the thought, the attacks that come in the mind, that's not, that's not, they're going to come, okay? The attacks in your mind, they're going to come. But what the enemy's trying to do, he's trying to attack you so much that you're going to take hold of it. And it's going to drop 12 to 18 inches down in your heart. Fills up, spills out of your mouth. Boom, he's got you. We're never going to make it. We're always going to be in debt. I'm never going to get healed. I've never had the devil tempt me to speak a positive confession. Have you? I've never had the devil say, confess that you're healed. He won't do it. Why? Because he knows there's power in that negative confession. That's why. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The words that you speak today will determine your tomorrow. The words that you speak today is going to determine your tomorrow. Remember that. And what you are today is because of what you spoke yesterday. Think about that. Turn with me to Luke chapter 1. Got an interesting account here. Powerful. The word of God is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. This is the account about Zacharias and Elizabeth. Zacharias and Elizabeth were very old, and Elizabeth and Zacharias, of course, were barren because of that fact, because they were old. In verse 13 of chapter 1, it says that they were praying to conceive a child. They were praying to conceive a child. And after much prayer, an angel appears to them and says that their prayers have been heard and that they're going to have a child, and they are to name him John, okay? These are the parents of John the Baptist, okay? This is what I'm talking about here, about the birth of John the Baptist. Luke chapter 1, let's read it, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going to pull out some points that maybe you've never seen before. Hallelujah. Luke 1, 18. So here's, the angel appeared to him, said, you're going to have a child now. And Zacharias said unto the angel, whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, Gabriel that stands in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb or not able to speak. And <laughs> until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. Now listen to me, verse 18. These people, Zacharias and Elizabeth, were even praying for a child. And then you have an angel that appears to you and says, your prayers have been answered, you're going to have a child. Zacharias doesn't believe it. Now, if you had an angel who appeared to you and told you that, don't you think you can pretty much uh, bet this is serious stuff here? But Zacharias is in unbelief. Boom, he, re he goes right back into that natural carnal mode, and he says, oh, we're well stricken in years. How is this going to happen? And the angel gets ticked off, says, I'm Gabriel. 
<laughs> I come out of the presence of God to tell you these glad tidings, and you reign on my parade? In a nutshell. All right, that's uh, the James Brandt translation. Zacharias was being unbelieving, or what the Bible calls double-minded. He was praying for it, and then when an angel comes and says, you got what you asked for, he questions it. The Bible says, let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Double-mindedness, unbelief. Are you praying for something in your life, but the words aren't lining up with your prayer? Are you letting fear take hold of you? Amen. Is fear, you're praying for it, but it's not a prayer of faith. It's a prayer of hope. I hope this happens. Amen. It's the prayer of faith that receives. But God had mercy on, on these people here because John the Baptist was to come and to prepare the way for the Messiah. Remember? To prepare the way for Jesus. So this had to come to pass. Amen. Now, uh, let's see here. So, this was very important that John the Baptist be, uh, be born. So, will Zacharias hinder that from coming to pass because of his negative confession? Because of his double-mindedness? Verse 20, let me read it again. The angel said to him, And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. God had to intervene or else... His plan of John the Baptist coming on this earth, preparing the way for the Messiah, wouldn't have come to pass. He had to stop or make Zacharias from stop speaking. So obviously, God thought it was important enough to shut his mouth from that unbelief coming out, or else it was going to hinder his plan. If it wouldn't have hindered, if the words didn't matter, if the words didn't matter, why would God make him dumb? Uh, evidently, God thought or knew something that Zacharias didn't know because God shut his mouth. Or else, if he didn't shut his mouth, the unbelief, the words that were coming out of his mouth, John the Baptist would have never come to prepare the way for the Messiah. What's coming out of your mouth this morning? Hallelujah. The fact is this, our words are a spiritual force and they either lose the power of God or the power of Satan. Turn with me to 1 Peter 3. I feel the anointing up here today. We're hitting a bullseye again in the spirit. If you will take this message and you will put it into practice, you will see things happen in your life that, I mean, just revolutionize your life. You get a hold of, of what's coming out of your mouth. It'll change your life. Don't believe it? Try it. <laughs> Amen. That's why, go to our, actually on the back table we have a five-page list of biblical confessions. Confessions from God's word. It, take one if you don't have one today before you leave. If, if there's none left or you're listening on the radio or online, go to revivalchristian.org. And go to resources and click on daily confessions of God's word. Every morning or whenever, as much as you want, confess those scriptures. It tells who you are in Christ and what your benefits are and let it come out of your mouth. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Amen? There's words again. There's another one. Faith is built 
by words. Mm. First Peter three. Oh, I better turn there. Oh, no, I got it written down here. Hallelujah. First Peter three verses 10 through 12. Now, I'm going to read this out of the living Bible version. Listen to this. It says, if you want a happy, good life, keep control of your tongue and guard your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Try to live in peace even if you must run after it and catch it and hold it. For the Lord is watching his children, listening to their prayers. But the Lord's face is against those that do evil. If you want a good life, a happy life, keep control of your tongue. And it is interesting. It goes on in that verse to talk about not doing evil, okay? But it's interesting to note the very first thing that was listed is to guard your tongue. Watch what's coming out of your mouth. Now, it's interesting, and I'll tell you this. I found out in my personal life. If I'm constantly talking negative about myself, if I have to go do something, and I'm constantly talking negative about myself, I go in the direction of what I just said. Total discouragement, and I go and I fail. But when I'm speaking the word and I say, I can do all things through Christ, I'm going to do wonderful there. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I go in that direction. You will go in the direction of the words that you speak. Words are your compass. And that's a freebie. I didn't even have that written down. Holy Ghost just gave that to me. Words are your compass. What's coming out of your mouth? Hallelujah. Praise to God releases blessings upon your life as a Christian. And of course, praise is made up of words, isn't it? Turn with me to Psalm 67. Hallelujah. Psalm 67. That healing meeting wore me out last night, but I feel like I can run over a troop right now. Hallelujah. Psalm 67. It's amazing what the anointing can do, amen, when it comes upon you. <laughs> the Bible says when the anointing came on some in the Old Testament, it said they became different men. My mother-in-law were just talking last night about how when the anointing comes upon someone, how it can totally change them. Right? Totally different person. That's why the Bible says that about the disciples and the apostles, it said that they were ignorant fishing men, but when they were out ministering, the people marveled that they were with Jesus. When the anointing comes, it'll change you. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 67, verses 5 through 7. Praise to God releases blessings upon your life as a Christian. Listen to this. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then, say then. Shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Your words are containers. They either carry the power of God or the power of the devil. And praise to God releases his power. It says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And then, 
God shall bless us. The earth shall yield her increase. See, we're made in the image and likeness of God. Things were created by words. We have that creative power in us as a child of God. Well, even a child of the devil, like I said, they can twist it and pervert it, and they're doing crazy junk out there. They need Jesus. Amen? They need to get saved. Hallelujah. Go to Acts 16 as I finish up this morning. I say that to give those of you hope who maybe fell asleep this morning. <laughs> Amen. Just joking. Hallelujah. Acts 16.25. Glory to God. Praise unto God. Words spoken unto God in adoration, in faith, release blessing. Acts chapter 16, verse 25 through 26 proves this. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all of the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. Listen to me. When they start singing praises unto God, and it says, obviously, they were doing it loud enough that other people heard them. They weren't ashamed, right? They sang praises unto God and it loosed the power of God. A great earthquake. This is New Testament. This is after Jesus arose. We have that same capability. Amen. So this morning, if, you can't, if you're not breaking free, if blessing's not happening in your life, how much are you praising God in your life? How much are you praising God in your life? We need to praise God more. Take care, and, and, and those blessings will just be showered upon us. Psalm 103.20. This is powerful. Psalm 103, 20. How many of you would like to know that if you come across a situation of trouble or something like that, that God's angels are working on your behalf in that situation? How many of you would love to know that? Go to Psalm 103, verse 20. Are you there? Listen to this. Bless the Lord, you his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Who gives voice to the word of God on this earth? Christians do. When you speak the word of God into a situation, when you're confessing the word of God in faith, it dispatches God's angels into that situation. Did you catch that? That's something I read over thousands of times before the revelation came. I, you know, it's so easy sometimes just to read, read a verse and you just pass right over it and there's a nice gem in there, a revelation that can revolutionize your life. Hearkening unto the voice of his word. We give voice to the word of God on this earth. And I'll tell you right now, when the body of Christ is not talking the word of God or not proclaiming the gospel, the voice of God stops on this earth. Why? Because he works through us. 
We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Amen. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. When you speak the word into a situation in, in your life, you have God's angels on both sides. They got your back. Amen. Romans 10, 9 through 10, and I'm going to finish with this. Romans chapter 10. Verses 9 through 10. Words are so powerful. Let me read this. Words are so powerful that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, or Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Words are so powerful that it's included in the equation of getting born again. Did you catch that? It can take someone who's in the kingdom of the devil and translate them into the kingdom of God's dear son. Let's stand in this place this morning. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory. Thank you, Father, for what you've done. Thank you, Father God, for your word. Oh, hallelujah. And if there's anyone in this place that has never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, friend, you're on a highway to hell. Remember that song by ACDC that everyone all the world parties to? There's some truth in it. It is a highway to hell. If you want to get back on course with God's plan for your life, you want to be born again this morning. I want you to come down and I want to pray with you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you're a Christian in this place, you've received Jesus many years ago. But you haven't been living the life. Who are you fooling? You're not fooling God. Amen. And you're walking on dangerous ground, spiritually speaking. You're one of those Christians who maybe come on Sunday, but you're full of dead man's bones on the inside. And today is the day to rededicate your life. Because if you left your body now, do you really have assurance that you're going to be in heaven? Or are you going to wake up where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth? If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, I want you to come down here this morning. And I want to pray with you to rededicate and get you back on course and off of the devil's path. Amen. If you have never received the baptism in the Holy Spirit... It's a separate experience. Yeah, when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes into your spirit, washes that sin nature out, regeneration. He lives in your spirit. But then there's a second experience called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. See, he's within you when you're born again. But now he wants to come upon you and endue you with power to be a witness for Jesus. That miracle signs and wonders can follow you when you're out preaching the gospel to people, talking to people about Jesus. If you never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, come on down. I want to lay my hands on you and pray to receive. It's as easy as it was when you got born again, right? I want you to come down and receive. If you need a healing in your body or a miracle in your life, anything, I want you to come down. 
And any of those four requests, I want you to stand over in this corner. Now, I'm speaking to the Christians who love the Lord, who are on fire for Him, who's ready to do His work. If you want to commit today to do His will and to repent for the words that's come out of your mouth, those words that you were agreeing with Satan. You see, the word confession means to agree with. And when you spoke negativity, you were agreeing with Satan and promoting His kingdom. Now, if you want to come down and recommit to the Lord and, and just make it known, by the angels of heaven and everyone in this place I want you to come down right now just to recommit and say I nothing negative is going to come out of my mouth anymore I am going to watch what's coming out of my mouth gate I'm going to loose the power of God in my life in my situation in my children's life in my spouse's life hallelujah after me Satan you're never gonna have power over my life again Heavenly Father forgive me for promoting Satan's kingdom and cursing I'm gonna speak blessing I'm gonna speak your word and I thank you that you back your word with power with blessing I receive it now. I speak blessing over my children. I speak blessing over my spouse. And whatever else, you just make it yourself personally to God. You know the areas that you've been given Satan power to in your life. You speak a positive confession of that situation. Hallelujah. Say, I renounce every word curse that I have ever spoken I undo it now and blessings being loosed in my life <laughs> hallelujah Oh, thank you Lord oh thank you Lord hallelujah see that's why praying in the spirit is so potent because it's the Holy Spirit praying through your spirit it's still words yeah, it's a heavenly language, but it's still words. That's why there's power in praying in tongues. Power in praying in the Spirit. Do it now. Stir yourself up. And revelation shall come. Hallelujah. Like I said on the broadcast this morning, one way to cooperate with the Holy Spirit is to make the changes in your life that He reveals to you to make. And He's revealing to you now some of those things.
Hallelujah. And as your spiritual authority, as pastor of this church, I speak blessing to every one of you in the name of Jesus. I, Father, I pray the floodgates of heaven would be loosed upon them, Father God. And they will see the fruit of it, Lord, quickly, speedily, Lord, in every area of their life. I speak divine favor upon them, Father. I loose it right now. Every person in this place. Woo! Hallelujah. As long as you're here in this church under my authority, hallelujah, we got your back. Amen. Blessing's going to be spoken. Authority's going to be taken when the enemy tries to creep in. We'll throw that thief out in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, Satan's not going to come in on my watch, but you got to do your part too. Now, was there anybody, the rest of you pray to the Lord and just seek Him on your own. Was there anyone who came up for salvation, baptism in the Holy Spirit, healing, rededication? If there is, raise your hand. Was there anybody? Okay. Go ahead. nothing like being in the presence of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands and thank Him. Woo! Now, I want to hear a shout of victory. Shout it! A shout of victory. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Woo! Hallelujah! Woo! Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. <laughs> we shall never be the same again. Hallelujah. Because we've been touched with the presence of God. Hallelujah. Come here, sister.
hearts away and I simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart let this song play I'll just release now I'll bring uh, you more than a song hallelujah for a song in just its let her go is not much um, you Watch what comes out of your mouth. Amen. We declared it to the Lord today. Thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Something's still happening. Something's still happening in the spirit. I don't feel a release yet. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you right now.
as I had my eyes closed, I, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me that someone's daughter in here is in a life and death situation. But he says, fear not, for he's intervening in that thing right now. Someone, that's going to happen, something's going on with someone's daughter in here. And I want you to call us with the praise report, because there's going to be a praise report coming forth. Listen to this part of this song, and then we'll, song will. The Lord says that he's intervening because of today. You spoke that positive confession. Now you untied his hands, he said. That's what the Holy Ghost wanted to get out. It's only happening because of today. You came, you heard, and you acted on the word. a hand clap for what he's done today there's some powerful stuff that happened now I do want to say this anybody who requested a CD from last week and you got it throw that one away I didn't like the flow of last week's service so I recorded a new one on Tuesday <laughs> amen so if you want la last week's I did it all over again and request it we can make one up for you and Chris open up the gates you guys have a blessed week. Come on back. Listen to the broadcast and all that good stuff. If you need anything, give us a call. We love you. Amen? Go out. Be blessed. Amen. Yeah.